0: Welcome to another Imbibe with the Tribe brought to you through the Thinker's Workshop. I'm Micah Gadia, your host. I'm joined today by Sean Jackson. Sean, how are you?
1: As always, I'm fantastic, but I'm even better seeing you. So
0: (laughs) flattery will get you everywhere, Sean. Sean and I have been (laughs) together for a long time. Um, Just a reminder, we do record these. They are posted in the Thinker's Workshop as a video, and you can also listen to them through our private audio feed. Uh, We have a guest with us today. Tom is here with us and we actually might have other guests pop in Um, and so if you hear different voices don't be surprised we are all here one community and today we are talking about difficult choices. Wow. (laughs) Sean, I know you have made several difficult choices over the last several years, being the founder of the Thinker's Manifesto, Thinker's Workshop, Thinker's Notebooks, second version, uh, Thinker's podcast lead. So I thought this might be an interesting uh, choice of topics to discuss today. Um, I actually want to start with a question and Tom, I might have you do the first answer. I want to start today's session with a question. What are the one first, second, or third most important decisions that we make in our lives?
2: For the long-term decisions or a day-to-day? Yeah, my thought is
0: long-term, but if day-to-day yeah. is coming up, let's talk about that.
2: Yeah. Well, day to day, I think is what should I work on today? Right? Where should I focus my energies? Where should I do? That's going to be most productive, um, you know, towards my end goal, which is what you were saying that big long term goal. And so I I think when making decisions, uh, the more you make a lot of decisions every morning, right? right. Yeah, they say that your brain has a similar uh, it's actually the similar decision process your brain goes through to decide wh- what shirt you should wear that morning or what house you should buy to spend the rest of your life in. And, you know, and people, it, it's hard to believe, but when you see super successful people, you see, you know, Steve Jobs, he always wore the same thing because he didn't want decision fatigue. That's the other thing that happens. And so when he started to wear that black t-shirt every day, it was because or turtleneck, whatever it was, he was like, that's one decision I don't have to make uh, because he obviously was making (laughs) very important decisions every day for the future of technology but I think um so the difficult decisions has always been interesting to me because they're all the same to your brain I don't want to sound like I'm a brain surgeon but my research has shown that your brain doesn't differentiate between a decision to buy a house as I mentioned or you know what shoes to wear and that's is really interesting when people start to break it down that way. So to me, I try to break it down each day to what are the decisions I want to make today? Right? right? You know, so what is, okay, I'll make it a decision to shovel the driveway. Okay, that's a, a, a decision. I, I'm gonna go do that. So um, I try to decide what I want to do that day is to me is the most important decision I'll make in that morning.
0: That makes sense. And, and I, that brings up time, how important time is and like our choice on where we put our time, I think, creates what we eventually do in our lives. Because we've studied James Clear, Atomic Habits. Um, and I think it all comes down to where do you put your time and your effort? So, Sean, do you want to do you want to answer what you think are the most important decisions? Yeah,
1: yeah what not to do. I I, I, I think that is probably the toughest thing because, um, you know, basically to Tom's point, there are every day of your life, there are decisions that have to be made. I've got some decisions I have to make, like literally in the next 24 hours that will have long term impact. Right. You know, that will have a, a time period and what not to do. What decisions that you're going to say, you know what, I'm not going to do that. So my decision is not to make a decision or even to bring new things into the decision making process. I think filtering is probably one of the hardest things we have to do when it comes to making a difficult decision, right? Do you choose to ignore it? Do you choose to engage? And if so, what happens, right? Um, So for me, just filtering out what not to do, what, you know, things I'm okay with ignoring. Um, You know, Tom made a great point about clothing. Einstein did the same thing, by the way. Um, And you'll notice that a lot of people who are in uh, environments where they're making lots and lots of, you know, uh, uh, important decisions frequently, tend to let other things go away, right? They don't care about, you know, X or Y or Z, which somebody else may think is the most important thing and clothing being one of them because Tom's 100% correct. You know, you have to use mental energy. And because of that, like any energy, you have to determine where you want to uh, spend it. And I think sometimes the hardest things are saying, I'm not going to make a decision on this or the decision is not to do something, right? Right. And more often than not, those are some of the hardest decisions you have to make when you're like, I am not going to do this. I'm not going to say yes. I'm not going to be doing X, even though there are other ramifications or emotions that really want to drive me in that direction.
0: Right, it's so funny. You guys t- did not touch on what I thought we were going to touch on, which is why I love these conversations. I was like, marriage, you know, like the biggest. Choice
2: was like, oh, that was an easy
1: one.
0: <laughs> we're talking about, don't shirts. do it. And
1: that's what they should have said to you, but like, don't do it.
0: It's your spouse, um, so yeah. So, me, I, you know, I don't know where this gender or whatever, but I was like, oh, definitely marriage. And Children, like that is the biggest choice you can make, and sometimes that choice is made for you. I don't know,
1: but but you know, but you bring up a good point, which kind of goes back to the point that I was making in the sense of you know, what are the decisions you are going to make, and and when you say no, like what you are not going to yeah. do, right? Yeah. yeah, and I think that's tough because you know, a lot of people, and I saw this when my wife and I got first got married, you know, 22 years ago. Um, there were a lot of couples that we knew that we went to their weddings, right? Because you go through that phase in life when everyone's getting married okay. and you're invited to every wedding.
0: It's a very expensive phase.
1: Yeah, it's a very expensive phase on top of which it always kills me because you see the amount of money people spend on these things. And then two years later, they're like, no, nah, nah, it's not going to work, right? Uh, and they end up getting divorced in very short time periods. You know, they And then they came up with a term called starter marriage. And I'm like, what decision making goes <laughs> You don't know what a starter
0: marriage is? No, well, I'm writing it down to look up. up later. What yeah, is it?
1: It's a starter marriage, you know?
0: I'm gonna like a, a starter chance. house? Yeah, like a starter house. That's pretty crappy. Yeah, maybe. Hey, it works. Maybe it works for everybody. I don't. But
1: I think those short-term decisions, and certainly most of those decisions, especially about marriage, are driven by emotion. Right? It's almost. I mean, you're not analyzing your spouse. You know, to say, "Well, what about X versus Y?" And here's (laughs) the pros and cons. And you know, I'm (laughs) I'm going to. You know, you just don't do it. I think those decisions that are emotions-based, you know, can be extremely difficult. And I think you really oh, highlight, you know, because we're it,
0: humans it, and our yeah. brains are jacked up.
1: Yeah, with all the love. like uh, the,
2: the the breakdown to me was like important decisions versus you know difficult. I, I was trying to say they all have their same level of mental challenge.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: so whether yeah. What you're going to eat tonight, or you know, not. But important decisions, that's a whole different thing to me, right? And that's where I think marriage, house buying, you know, those are
1: very important decisions because they will
2: impact the rest of your life. Right. Emotionally, all right. Financially.
1: I'm going to push yeah. back on that, though. All right. Because I love controversy. That's what a whole podcast is about is controversy. I'll,
0: Tom, he does. <laughs>
1: <laughs> are they really that important?
0: I think location, like, if, like haps, I, you know, we I say, have, to, you know where you live will change the whole, well, it will change the whole dynamic of your life. It Is could. that good, bad, or otherwise? I don't think that matters.
1: But that's, but I would argue that I don't, I don't necessarily agree with you, Micah. I don't okay. necessarily know that if you have make any decision that it will have that long-term, like the effect the rest of your life. I would say that every decision you make affects the rest of your life, right? Truth. You know, every decision with the moment we get off of this call, we're going to make some decisions and that affects the rest of our life. Their impact may be high in the uh, early stage or high in the later stage, but they will affect us. So to me, the question of an important decision, if you buy the wrong house, there's probably a financial consequence to that, right? But will you not be able to recover if you marry the wrong person? Yeah. There's going to be an emotional component to that but can you not recover? In other words, what is the role of the impact ability to change in the future really impact that what we call important today? In other words, yeah, it has immediate consequences, but are they really that life-consuming changing or or will they just lead us in a different direction that we have to deal with at a future point in time?
0: think if you move away from your family to Canada, you will have an incredibly different lifestyle. You know, I'm not going to choose that. But to me, that would be that would be a decision that I would have to sit down. And, and I am going to share in just a second this, you know, the seven, seven ways you can make a decision more clear. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that, you know, I think that moving to a different country away from your family of origin, who you love is a huge would be. A hugely impactful choice. Could you you can recover from it, you can take care of it, you know, you can visit back, but I think it'd be a huge impact on your life.
1: Is that yeah? because, is, but the, I want to quantify this a little bit. Mm. Um, it's a huge impact on your life now, right? In other words, it causes you to have to really uh, evaluate different emotional things, but is it really that important in other words, is there not something to be said for demonetizing that every decision we make is important? In other words, it's just a decision. it is neither unimportant or important it's just a decision. I mean I wonder how much when we put the you know major decision on there that we limit ourselves or we cause ourselves to be in a different mindset to put more focus on something that may not need that much focus. I mean, well, if
0: Tom, I mean, with Tom's right, I love that we're using the exact same process for every decision, regardless yeah. regardless if it's our spouse or if it's our shirt.
2: I mean, that's, but, I think, go ahead, Tom. No, so I was just going to interrupt, but I was going to say that something uh, I was reading a business book was, and they had, we we're talking to a successful businessman because unsuccessful businessmen typically don't write books, but there was a uh, question said, you know, you, <laughs> it seems like you, you, you're a great decision maker, you've made, you know, this decision was right, this decision was right. And his response was no, I make decisions. You know, I, I I decide, and I move on. And then I'll live with the consequences. Mm -hmm. And so many of us get to a point where we're just I can't make that decision. I can't make that choice. This is i I'm going to put this off for another day. And uh, it could be a very small one, it could be You know, a one like it's life changing temporarily, right, Uh, right, right, right. But it's it's really a making the decision ends up being yeah. Are there tools you could do to do a better decision? Sounds like Michael, we may be going down that road. But yeah, I think uh, it's really about making that decision and then saying it's been made. We're moving on. I just think moving to Canada.
1: Yeah, I'm moving to Canada. <laughs> right. I'm like, I, why? Why
0: am I moving to Canada all of a sudden?
1: I have no idea. I, I, Canada's nice, by the way. Okay, I love Canada. So I, you know, the, the Canadians. are A friend of mine said Canadians are the nice version of Americans. So you know, I've never met an angry <laughs> Canadian before. So at the end of the day, though, and this is, I think, some one of the things that I struggle with is when making decisions, is how much overemphasis am I putting on the importance of it? right? Because there are decisions that we make that at the time seemed so important that in hindsight, weren't that really, you know, uh, important at all, right? And some things were minor and we didn't, you know, and it turned out to be drastically different. Um, And to me, I think the problem with decision-making becomes the point of you're making a lot of future speculation, right? There's immediate decisions, right? Should I put my hand in the fire, right? That's an immediate, because that will have immediate consequences. But those type of decisions, I think tend to be a little easier because you can see and gauge the effect of them in a very short time period. However, um, do you really come in and is it that important when you're making decisions that have future implications where you don't know where the future is about? A
0: hundred percent. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's, so, that hopefully, I mean, if you're, well, if you're on the journey of, you know, faith, spirituality, or whatever, releasing outcomes, Yeah. you know, and, um, so I've just added an eighth point.
1: <laughs> These well, go are, through your points, Micah. So,
0: so this, this article was on the Thinker's blog, written by Jared Morris. Thank you, Jared. Um, just seven, seven texts seven tips or tools that you can use to make a difficult decision, more clear, more focused and easier to choose, right. So the first one I'm adding is just make the damn decision, just make it just decide, right, and then move forward from there. So that's from Tom. Thanks, Tom. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The first one I liked is, you know how they say asking for a friend? Hey, what do you think about calling in sick to work? I'm asking for a friend. And um, I love that. Like, what advice would you give to your friend if they had the um, if they had the same choice to make? Right. Mm-hmm. So if mm-hmm. your best friend, you know, just put yourself in their position, what would you tell right. them? I think that is the number one way to make a choice that you agree with. <laughs> what would you tell Susie? Right. Um The second one, get out your journal, get out your thinkers notebook and list the pros and cons. That's a very simple one. It's two columns. Do it. What are the pros of the choice one way? What are the cons of the choice that same way? Um, The third one is the cost benefit analysis where you take your pros and cons list and you rank it one, two, three or four on the importance and then you can add those up and hopefully you know you agree with the importance of the pros the importance of the cons and then you can kind of evaluate and um, search through those um the fourth is who else has made a similar decision mm-hmm. um do you agree with them do you not agree what's been their outcome what were their trials what were their tribulations and what were their successes through making that um, similar choice that you are um the, the the next one that and I actually do this visualize the options. So I'm just going to put this out there. I am a divorced woman, which is probably why I thought that <laughs> marriage was a very very critical choice. So you had choice. a marriage. Right. <laughs> 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 I didn't know it. I was doing that, um, and so I just I visualized my life with him and I visualized it without him. And I'll tell you, it was. I mean, I could physically feel the difference when I visualized the different options that I had. So I highly recommend the next time you have any choice, maybe not, you know, what shirt to wear. Um, but you know, if you're, if you're trying to get a job, right. And if you get a job acceptance, visualize yourself in the job and visualize yourself, keep, continue looking, and hopefully your body and your mind will tell you what might be best um the second to last one is persuade yourself with an essay for all of you writers out there write yourself an essay hey i really think we should do this and here's why um i love that one and then the final one is ask three or four people you trust put it in the thinkers workshop community let us know what you're dealing with let us know the pros and cons that you've already looked at and any information you want to share um and those are eight tips that was originally seven, but then the final one is just make the choice and then take the actions from there, you know, suffer the consequences or celebrate the uh, successes.
1: All right. I'm going to add on to this because it's missing a couple of things.
0: Yeah. Oh, (laughs) I want to tell you when I searched through this, thousands of articles on how to make a good decision. So I just stuck with Jared 7.
1: I yeah, you know uh, Jared yeah. is the source and God yep. willing he'll get his house closed soon cuz he's moving. But um I would say the one thing that I would put more towards the top uh mm. understanding and documenting your values because oh, yes. when, because values we I think we we often gloss away from the concept of what are our personal values, our business values, what is it that we, you know, put importance on. And that can come from a variety of sources, how we want to be perceived in the community, how we want to be perceived of ourselves, how we want to think of ourselves. And I think if you don't list what your values are, it's hard to filter out, you know, uh, ideas without when making a decision. So I think values are crucial. Um, because there will be things when you're making decisions that are contrary to your values, but if you don't know what they are, then you won't have a way to filter them out. So, you know, that to me is always very, very important at the the top end level of the thing. And the other thing too is that, and, and this I debate about, so this is definitely low on the list is, is this a decision that looking from the outside, I would be, uh, Proud to make is this part of my persona? Is this part of my my ego? In other words, if in hindsight I look at this, is this something that the person I would want to be would make that decision? You know, yes. I think it certainly goes into empathy, but I think we all have an image of ourselves. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I looked in the other mirror the other day and I didn't know who that old man was staring back at me because <laughs> I still feel like I'm in my twenties and I still think I am. And you know, looking from the outside, you know, what is that perception of me? I don't think it's a huge factor, which is why I put it low on the list, but I do think it is, is that something that the, the Sean Jackson, I want to be would make that decision. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, and so that to me, you know, comes across. And then finally, you know, again, something and I goes to the empathy portion is, you know, our true character is what we are like when we are by ourself. Um, And is this a decision that if I had to share it with somebody else on the outside, I'd be proud to share it. In other words, I would, I would be comfortable in sharing this with somebody else. Right. Um, and I think those are oftentimes, cause I think we can hide in the dark and make decisions, you know, and hope nobody make, you know, finds out about them. But oh, I think yeah. if you look back and say, is this something that, you know, I'm okay sharing with people. So yeah. I, the topic has lots of lists to it. I think, you know, and everyone can pick and evaluate, but I think what you're hitting at, uh, Micah is the most important, which is there is a process for making a decision. What is your process? There's no a process. There's not the process, but do you have a process?
0: Yep. And how well does it work for you? And and are you changing it over time? Are you adapting it?
2: That's right. If I could, I'd like to maybe bring a real life example in that touches on every one of these. As I was writing them down, I was like thinking, yes, this is what we went through. And it was a, important decision which <laughs> college my son was going to go to, oh, yeah right and um i you know it's the choices are you know the better they do in school i told them the more choices you'll have um but it boiled down to maybe the top two or three and so we did a family decision making process but every one of these steps you just mentioned is what we went through and 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 first we did the vision, the values, like you said, John. Was okay. we looked at what's important to you, my son, when you making this choice of college? Oh, I want warm weather. Well, okay, <laughs> uh, but I want to study for journalism. I want to study uh, this. I want a, a big college football presence is important to me. Uh, you know, the university campus scene. I don't want to be in a city. I want to be on a real campus. So those. All, we wrote all those down. Do you want to be close to home? Do you want to be where potentially some of your high school friends may be? Um, you know, in the Midwest, you, a lot of kids choose Big Ten schools because they'll know people there. And, right. and, and all those values were laid out. Then we went through the pros and cons of his choices. Yeah, as you mentioned, like uh, going to this school has this pro, this pro, and this pro. But up, it's you know not it's close to home. You know he wanted to be away from people, so uh, broke that down. The cost, okay. (laughs) That was you. That that was financial. (laughs) That's what I stepped in. Dad, Uh, what do you think? But there's also a cost. You mentioned emotional costs. He wanted to go away, Mm -hmm. far away, and the emotional cost is you don't get to come home and see mom that often. No one's going to do your laundry. You, know, you can't come home for a weekend and do your laundry when you're a couple thousand miles away at school. And then uh, who else made this decision? So we put him in contact with alumni of these visual schools, right? And let him talk to them, get their opinion. Uh, then the visualization, Mike, I thought that was great. We said, you know, close your eyes and visualize yourself at each one of these campuses, mm-hmm. you know, and then participating, uh, the essay, he wasn't a very good writer, but, you know, you know most colleges ask you to write an essay. They Why do you want to go there right. anyways? Right. So that's part of that. And then who you can trust, you know, and he talked to his sisters cause they had been older than him and, you know, they were a good resource for making the decisions. And then, you know, would he be proud to make his decision? He was. And it wasn't his true character, as you mentioned, Sean. It was like, yeah. he went to the place he should have gone. And it was- mm-hmm. it was.
1: Oh, a thinking but family. But every one of these steps was there. I
0: right? love that. That you is- Oh, by the way, he said he's family. going to
1: miss mom. You know, dad was the one who took him to all the games and <laughs> turned <laughs> yes. over backwards. But he's going to miss mom first, yeah. okay? Yeah. <laughs>
0: so, where does, so where does he go? Where?
2: Uh, he went to LSU from Chicago. Ah, Yeah. Tigers, uh, you know, significant change uh, of scenery from Chicago to the Bayou, and uh, he's since graduated. But I just remember that process, you know, that we went through.
0: Like that. Congratulations! That's it, and, and I bet he is. I bet he's still incredibly proud of that choice. And not only that, I mean, talk about raising children. We have to teach our children how to make these choices for themselves. It can, just can't be man, be Pamby. Um, and I've gone through the same process with my children. And I think that modeling this behavior, even if not for our children, but even like you know, Sean. When we do something in the thinkers workshop and we share this is why we did this. Like you wrote a blog post, you know, this is how the notebooks came to be. Letting people know that and having them see it written down and all the different ways that you have created decisions helps people say, Oh, yeah, I can just buy a notebook and I can write down everything that they need. I don't think we're necessarily taught that, you know. So I think that, you know, that's beautiful. Modeling the behaviors, number one. So you know, you making your critical choice or whatever choice, you know, if you deciding, I'm just going to decide to wear black t-shirts for the next three months, that's a choice. And other people can get them permission to make those similar choices. So yeah, kudos, kudos, kudos. That's beautiful.
1: Well, Micah, I feel we made a good decision covering this topic. we did did. i do
0: i feel like it was great i was so grateful tom and i think it was important too
1: i'm going to give it i'm going to backtrack on my you know agitated statement it was an important decision
0: it was it was (laughs) um just so you know you you touched on this a little bit earlier tom and how you're doing this but next monday this coming monday we'll be talking about creativity and Mm -hmm. how not all creativity is painting and music (laughs) <laughs> it can ah. also be yeah it's not just painting and music yep so we'll see you on monday so thank you all for joining us here imbibe with the tribe and midday discussions through the thinkers workshop sean tom thank you so much for being here this is micah and we'll see you next week